Because a covenant, it is an establishment of two people. You hear that? There is no covenant without an agreement of two. So, money is a covenant. And I want you to know this. Wealth is a covenant. And the Bible warns us of the love of money. But the Bible also tells us of the covenant of money. We are taught to love God only. With all our hearts, with all our minds. This does not mean that you should begin to love money. It is a root cause of all evil. The fact that we do not love money, the Bible does not forbid us from controlling the money. The whole instance of the wealth transfer deals with giving you your birthright dominance that God gave you before time began. That you must rule the earth. And the Bible says, God said, let's make man in our image and let, let him have what? Dominion over the things of the earth, of the water, and of the what? Of the land. Now, hear this statement. How would you dominate if you can't dominate money? Do you know people right now who are controlling the world? Are people with money. You didn't hear me. No matter how you pray in tongues and speak and go to the mountain, you are a nobody in the society. I promise you. People with the money will control you. After speaking your tongues, you go into their houses. And then they will say, we want rent. After speaking in tongues. And if there are people who don't listen to tongues, are landlords. No matter how you speak in tongues, they want their money. Who's controlling the world? And can you imagine the whole reason God made you and I was to control the world? He didn't say we should love the world. He said we should control, dominate it. But the problem now happens when God's people begin to love it. That's where mistake happens. But the Bible says, let man have what? Dominion. Somebody said dominion. So God wants you to have dominion over diseases, over cancer. The Bible says he gave them power against unclean spirits. He wants you to have power against. And then the Bible says, and he gave them power over. And Jesus in John 17 says, thank you, Lord, for giving me power over these people. So you see that God wants you to have something over, something against. Because he wants to have his power and dominance as we have been speaking about the Jesus nation. God wants his people to be in dominance and in control. Are you following that? Now someone raise up a hand and say, I receive my control. I receive my birthright, my dominance in the name of Jesus. So wherever I go, I'll be in charge. I'll be in control. Say, in fact, I am already in control. Are you here? Now, the devil does not fight anything with you. He just fights one thing. 
He just makes sure that you forget who you are. Just like he did with Adam and Eve. What he did was to make them forget who they were. He made them to forget that they were already made in the image of God. Because the Bible says, let us make man in what? In our image and in our likeness. So he already made them in that image. And this, the devil came and said what? If you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Yet man was already made like God. And after eating, the man began, I thought you would be like God now. Since, since the devil said, if you eat, you will be like God. After eating, he began to look for leaves to make a cloth. And God said, are you crazy? These leaves will dry. And the Bible says, God killed an animal and took a, an animal skin. And said, you can't use leaves. Instead of becoming like God, he became like a crazy man. How can you use leaves? The Bible says you use the leaves of a fig tree. Leaves of a fig tree, they dry within an hour. The Bible says, man, after eating the fruit, he took the leaves of a fig tree and he made a cloth and, and wore it. Within an hour, they were dry. <laughs> they dried. Now, <laughs> now, is he thinking like God? No. Is this how God thinks? No. God said, no, 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 no. God said, no, 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 hey, <laughs> Adam, what you're wearing would. <laughs> Are you sure, Adam, you're, you're now thinking like me? <laughs> Are you sure? And the Bible said, God killed an animal. And he made a nice design. And he gave it to him. So, so what happened? So the biggest sin that happened is the fact that Adam was deceived to think wrongly of himself. And that's a whole mistake still happening today. You still think wrongly of yourself. So where you're sitting, the devil is telling you now that you see, you see, you see your life. Look at your life. Instead of you looking at the word. Millions of people are in church today, but few are depending on the word of God. I'm telling you, few are depending on the word. There is one way that keeps on coming to me whenever I'm studying Whenever I'm passing through anything else. And this morning, I was actually writing about it. And I got a confirmation around lunch. Like, oh, God is saying something about this scripture. The scripture says in um, Isaiah 43 from verse 18. It says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Remember not the former things. Alright, let's start from verse 18. It says, remember not the th former things. No, consider the things of old. And we have people right now who are still thinking the things of old. Like, I went through this. Why me? Oh, the Bible says in verse 19, it says, behold, in 19, I will do a new thing. Do you understand? There is a new thing God is about to do in your life. And now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? It says, why are you not knowing what I'm about to do? God is saying, there is a new thing I'm about to do. He says, can't you perceive it? God is so shocked that you can't even perceive it. That you have even a prophet announcing to you about the transfer. God says, can't you perceive it? Can't you see it? 
Don't you know what I'm about to do? He says, behold, I am about. He says, consider not the things of old. He says, forget about those things. Forget what you went through. Forget what you have been through. He says, consider what I'm about to do. There is a new thing in your life. I decree and I declare. This shall be your portion. He says, shall you not consider it? But what's happening now? You see, the devil is telling you, you see how your life has been. Imagine me now, I should be sitting here with my wife and like, hey, where, what have we been through? Ah, we're not, we're not thinking where we're coming from. We are thinking where God is taking us to. I don't care what I'm passing through. I care where God is taking me to. I don't care my wilderness. I don't care my Red Sea. I don't care everything I'm passing through in my desert. I care about my Canaan. Come on, somebody, shout yes. yes. So you must understand this. So the devil understands that God gave you power to have dominance. And currently right now, the only material to give a person access and power of dominance, it's money. This is why until today, the people who are controlling money in the whole world are God's people of Israel. The love of money is the root cause of all evil. I know that, and you all know that. And I'm not teaching you to love money. I'm teaching you to be in dominance, to have your rights, which God gave you. To have your control, which God gave you. The fact that we're in control, we are controlling spirits, doesn't mean we love them. Do you know we control spirits? We tell them, come out, and they come out. We have power over them. And it's not only spirits you must have power over, even money. Imagine believers who only control spirits and have power over demons, and they have no power over money. What nonsense is that? The only thing you have power over is demons. You are sleeping at night and any strange sound, Papa, like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Ah. Hey, this power, use it also over money. All witches in your village don't fly because of you. But you're broke. You have controlled every witch. They can't fly because of the power on your mouth. Even your house, no demon can enter. The prayers that happen in your house, no spirits are able to enter. Even money can't enter. <laughs> Fire prayer. <laughs> what else is that? Do you know what it means? Imagine Jesus. Uh, are you here, right? Imagine Jesus. Even Jesus, he is the Jesus you know today because he was in control of money. Imagine he even told Peter, he's like, Peter, he said, go into the water and fish. Jesus said that. He says, when you catch one fish, open his mouth, you'll find the money there. Jesus had control over money like that. Did Jesus love money? No. He was just in control. The Bible says he said to Peter, go and fish. And, and when you fish it, he says, you'll find money in the mouth. He says, go and pay my taxes. And when you pay yours, pay also my tax. Jesus was paying tax. He was paying tax. He says, go and pay tax for you and for me. Being in control. He was never broke. He was never stranded. He was in charge. So why should you be stranded? If Peter, when he needed money to, 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 to pay tax, he would go to Jesus and Jesus would provide a solution. 
And the solution Jesus would give was money. It wasn't the faith that just go there, our names will appear in the registry. There was nothing like that. Like, just go there, our names, we're just going to pay in the register that we paid tax on. No! He said, go. There's even money there. And he really went and caught a fish. The Bible said, when he opened it, there was money. Cash. Took it like this. See the face there of Caesar. Stamped. Real money, like money, money. Receive it. Receive it. Be in control over it. Say in the name of Jesus. I control everything around me. Just as it is written about me. That I am made in his image. In his likeness. To have dominion over the things of the water. Over the things of the air. And over the things of the land. I receive back my birthrights. You hear that? That's who you are. But the devil comes and takes everything away from you and put man away from you and says, let's see how you will survive. That's why believers are most pathetic people. Very pathetic people. No wonder most people don't come to church. No wonder many millionaires don't come to church. Because they think we are pathetic people. And that's what Jesus said. To, he said in 2024, he wants to change that narrative. Amen. He will make people in church billionaires. Amen. I'm telling you, you will see this happening with yourself. The evidence will be you. Hmm. I, are you ready? Now. Now. Please never forget what I said before. It is your birthright to be in control over everything. Everything. Over the things of the air, the things in the water, and the things, it is your birthright. Okay? It is what? Say it again. Being deprived of having power to control these things, it is not godly. No wonder all God's people in the Bible, God blessed them with the finances. Abraham was a billionaire. Moses, the Bible says, he didn't even know what to do with God. The Bible says the people gave God. And he didn't even know. He had to stop people to say, it's enough. He didn't know what to do with it. He was a prophet. Ever heard of Daniel? Ever heard of Daniel? He was a vice president. Second in command of Babylon. Which is today's Iraq. Daniel, from Israel. Ever heard of Joseph? He was a prime minister in Egypt. Do you understand that? Ever heard of Solomon? Nobody has been rich like Solomon. Ever heard of Job? Until today, no one in the whole Middle East has been richer than Job. So where are you getting your gospel? That as long as we have got God, that's fine. Where are you getting it? Do you know Paul? Paul in the New Testament. He was a millionaire until he even wrote a letter to say, I do not need any money from you people I'm preaching to. I have more than enough. And as a matter of fact, I'm rushing to my company of tent making. The man had a company of making tents. Why are you getting the gospel? 
It doesn't mean that he was loving money. No, he was just in control. He had it. Tell your neighbor, if you have a neighbor, be in control. Or else, money will control you. And that's the whole reason. And that's the whole reason the devil is doing this. Do you, do you know the whole reason? The devil wants to control us. And the only medium to control us is money. Believers are controlled. I'm telling you, if you do not control money, money controls you. It even controls what you must eat. It chooses for you. Let me go back to the genesis of my message in the beginning when I was explaining to you. I said, but wife is associated with a covenant. You cannot become wealthy without a covenant. This is why the church is still sleeping without knowing their covenant. And people in the world, in the demonic world, they are making bloody covenants to make money. And the people in the church who actually have a covenant of worth, don't even know that covenant. Don't even use it. I'm not talking to you. There is no money without a covenant. This I should promise you. This is why even God himself had to come down and create a special covenant for money. Special covenant. He made it with you. Now, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Now, when you read the book of Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, the Bible says, I want you to, to, to read it. Deuteronomy 28, verse number 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Thank you. Thank you. Same principle of the Jesus nation. Something I'm telling you now. That if we shall become a holy people, a holy nation, God will set you above all nations. There's no argument about it. He will set you above. He will set you above. Money is coming. Receive it. Contracts. Everything that you believe in God for is coming to you. Huh? If you should diligently obey. Simple. If you should diligently obey. He shall set you above. So this word, God was speaking to the people of Israel. Now, I want you to understand this. God was speaking to the people of Israel. He said, if you shall diligently obey, God will set you above all other nations. Are you understanding this? God will set you what? Above. Above. So God has this tendency of raising up his people who obey him above others. I didn't hear me. God has a tendency of raising up his people who obey his voice above others. Hey, 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 hey. 
Somebody say, I belong on top. I belong on top. I belong above. Now, how will you be above others? And you can't control what? So God made a covenant. What was a covenant? A special man appeared by the name Melchizedek. You need to understand about Melchizedek. Melchizedek never had a father, never had a mother. Melchizedek was Jesus Christ who appeared in the Old Testament only once and disappeared. I want you to hear me. Melchizedek was not a human. And I want you to hear this. The Bible calls him the priest of the Most High. And Jesus came in the order of Melchizedek. Meaning what? He came just like a Melchizedek. In the order of means he came exactly the way Melchizedek came. So Melchizedek, the Bible he was king of Salem. Salem, which is today is called Jerusalem. So it's through Salem. So he was a king of Jerusalem. And the Bible says he came there. And we hear that after rapture, Jesus Christ. You hear that? I told you before. After rapture, we shall all be raptured. And we shall caught up with him in the air. And we shall wait there for seven years. Why? To give a moment for all the whatever be happening on earth. And then we shall go back to New Jerusalem. And Jesus shall be the king. King of what? New Jerusalem. And Melchizedek was the king of what? Salem. Which is Jerusalem. Now I want you to hear this statement. Now when, when, when he met Abraham, he gave him one covenant. He gave him one covenant. And the covenant was of worth. In Deuteronomy, okay, let's go to Genesis first. In Genesis 14, all right, verse 19, Melchizedek makes a very special covenant to Abraham. All right? Genesis 14, verse 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Now I want you to see this statement here. Possessor of heaven and earth. Are you seeing why God was dominant? He says, you, Abraham. He said, God, God made a covenant with Abraham that he is a possessor of heaven and earth. Meaning, he had eternity in heaven. And again, he had also blessings on earth. Everything on earth was under the possession of Abraham. God was under his possession. Silver was under his possession. Oh, are you understanding this? In Genesis 13 verse 1 and 2, let me read it quickly. The Bible says what? It says, then Abraham went up from Egypt and his wife and all that he had and Lord with him to the south in verse 2. What does it say? Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. He was rich in silver, in gold. It doesn't say he had God. He was rich in God. You remove 20 kilograms of God from him, you won't even notice. Not like you. When only hundred dollars is missing, you will make noise the whole village. Like, where is my hundred dollars? I left it here. That's not being rich in God. 
Are you understanding? That when Lot began to fight with him, he said, you know what, Lot? Take everything. Go. Choose where to go. Possessor of heaven and earth. This covenant belongs to you. No, you didn't hear me. God said, Abraham, this covenant is for you and your seed. Are you understanding? So Abraham was a possessor of heaven and earth. And Jesus confirmed it. He said there was one man who died and this man was a poor man. And there was a rich man also who died. And the poor man was in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. Imagine that Abraham in heaven has a bosom. That even if people go there and live under, under Abraham. A poor man, when he was on earth, he was in the bosom of a rich man. And the rich man he died and he was in hell. And the poor man was in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. I find it a big problem. On earth, he was in the bosom of a rich man. In heaven, in the bosom of Abraham. Abraham had a bosom on earth. He had a bosom in heaven. How can you be a poor on earth and a poor man in heaven? On earth, in the hands of a rich man. In heaven, in the hands of Abraham. Possessor of heaven and the earth. The man. He was in charge. But due to his humility, in the verse 20, 21, 22, do you know what he said? Just go, go back to the verse we just read now. Go back to the verse we just read now. Uh, uh, chapter 14. Alright? You see what he said? Can you go to 14? 14.20. We have a problem. In verse 19, And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessed of heaven and earth. Now, in verse 20, I want you to see what Abraham did. Yes, sir. Abraham gave his tithe to him. The last line. And he gave him a tithe of all. Are you seeing how covenant wealth works like? When God gives you, you use it for his kingdom. That's a covenant. A covenant is when we go into an agreement that if I bless you, you will bring back to me. That's a covenant. A covenant, you do not go into a covenant when I bless you and you don't, you don't, you don't bring back. So the reason why it is known as covenant worth, it is because you go into a contract with God. That if you bless me, I'll bless you back. Now the problem comes in, you in church right now, you are saying, I receive worthy transfer. God will test you first with a small thing and see if you will bring back to God. And you don't because this one is useless. So, how can you break the covenant and expect God to bless you more? He can't. So you cannot enter into a covenant if you're not faithful. Am I talking to you? This is why people who are in the dark world, who do sacrifices, who get rich using demonic acts, they are told if you become rich, sacrifice this person. And they have to do it. 
they do those dangerous evil things in the dark world. They do evil sacrifices with you. God says, I don't want you to do anything. Just give me the 10% of what I'll give you. And it becomes a problem. People to honor it. And we, as we speak now, everybody is talking about worthy transfer, worthy transfer. But they are not ready when God begins to bless them. If you cannot be faithful from 10,000, how will you be faithful from 20 million? You'd be like, hey, I removed 2 million. Huh. Listen to me. God will test you. Along this way, in this year, God will test you. I can promise you this, God will test you. God will test you. Along the journey, he will test you. Because what you're having, it's not just the worth like other people. There must be a covenant. Do you know, all these big people, rich people you see in town, most of them have got heavy debts with the big banks. And guess what? They're in covenant with those banks. That if I don't pay this debt, you will take my properties. I'm telling you. You admire rich people, most of them, they've got something, a covenant with the banks. That if I forfeit my payment, you can come and get this, you can come and get that, you can come and get everybody who's worth it. There's a covenant somewhere involved. With you, your only covenant is with God. That if he blesses you. Tithe is not a law, it's a revelation and a command. Are you understand? Say covenant worth. Say it properly. Say covenant worth. And that's why you see people like, Papa, ah, my things were moving properly and now they have stopped moving. There must be a covenant somewhere you broke it. Because God keeps his covenants. Now, can I take you somewhere now? Now, in verse 20, he gives tithe. In verse 21, a temptation comes. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Oh, wait a minute. After he gave tithe, another person comes, a king. He says, I'll give you money. Abraham says, hey, wait, wait. He says, you want that if I become rich, you should say you made me rich. I refuse to receive your money. Imagine when God blesses you. You begin even to refuse bribes. You didn't hear me. <laughs> the reason why there's corruption now is because people are not blessed. Imagine somebody wants to give you money so you can do something evil. You say no because you have money. Much as the love of money is the root of all evil, poverty. It's not just a root. It's roots. If we don't control money, man will control us. They killed Jesus because of money. They just gave money to a man. The man killed him. What killed Samson? People, people blame Delilah. Delilah, Delilah. It wasn't Delilah. They gave an offer. Do you think if Delilah, if, if Samson was a billionaire, do you think one would go to Delilah and say, who gives you $50,000? What, 
All these things, people betraying men of God. Do you know what it is? It's money. Tonight, you will enter into a covenant and God will begin to do his word. But remember your covenant also that he will give you today. Now, look at this. Can, can I go ahead? Yes. Now, in verse 21, it says, The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. Now, in verse 22, that's what the whole story is. Do you know what Abraham said? Remember in verse 19, he has been told that he is a possessor of heaven and earth. He took that glory back to God. See what he said. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, with raised hand, I have sworn an oath, a covenant, to the Lord, God most high, creator of heaven and earth. Give me King James Version. Listen to this. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my word unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor. Remember that he is being told that he is the possessor of heaven and earth. He reversed that back to God. He said it is God who is a possessor of heaven and earth. You didn't hear me. If it was some of you, they would be saying, uh, a king of Sodom, are you aware that I'm a possessor of heaven and earth? He said, God, whatever God will bless you with, it must give him the glory. Whatever God, any opportunity he will open for you, make sure it gives him glory. If not, if it gives you glory, it becomes a sin. All glory must go back to God. There must never be an element of pride. In Deuteronomy 8, 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. Which he saw to your fathers. As it is this day. Now. I want you to hear this word. God is speaking to the people of Israel. They are in the desert. Are you aware of this? God says, remember, it is the Lord who gives you. Remember, meaning they had forgotten. In Exodus 3, verse 7, let me quickly read this. It says, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. In verse 8, the Bible says, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out from their land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of Canaanites and Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. In verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and have also seen the oppression which with which the Egyptians oppressed them. In verse 10, it says, Come now therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, did you hear that? Whom shall I say? Right? In verse 12, then the Bible says this. He said, I will certainly be with you. 
and this shall be a sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall save God on this mountain. Go verse 15. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Hello? Now, that's why I'm stopping now. I want you to hear this statement. God made a covenant with Abraham of wealth. But guess what? They began to suffer in Egypt. They were living in poverty. They had no money. They had no nothing. And God came down and said, Remember, it is the Lord who gives you power to get with that he may establish what? His covenant. So they had forgotten the covenant. And that's why they were suffering. So you may actually be suffering where you have a what? And God says, hey, hey, hey remember. You, you didn't hear me. No, 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 no. You didn't hear this. God says, I have seen the oppression. I have seen their troubles. Then he says, remember the covenant. There is a covenant. Now, the Bible says, remember, it is the Lord who gives you power. Now, go into the scripture, King James Version. It says, remember, it is the Lord, your God, for it is he that gives thee power to get worth. The word get there is the word asa, which means to produce. It also means to make. It also means to create. So the Bible is not saying that the wealth will just appear in our accounts. No. He's not saying that. He will give you power to create it. Businesses. Oh. You didn't hear this statement. To create, to produce. So God is looking for people who can create. So he, I'll give you power. The word power there is the word what? Ability. So you where you are, you have a covenant of having an ability. That business you are planning right now, there is an ability already. There is already a covenant that you will actually produce worth. That opportunity you are thinking right now, there is already a covenant that through that opportunity, you shall create worth. So why are you afraid? Why are you scared? Raise your hands and say, I will make it.